right, everybody, I want to welcome you to our 8 a.m. devotion on this Tuesday morning. My name is Tim Liston. I'm a lead pastor at New Hope Church in Texas, and I'm so glad to have you along for the ride with us today. Please, in the comment section on Facebook or YouTube, please, please, please let us know where you're watching from. Also, put some prayer requests out there if you've got something that you need prayer for. And everybody else, pray for those people. Let them know that uh, they are not in this thing alone. Uh, We've been having new people join us every single day, basically. So for those of you who are new to this devotional, here's what this is all about. Uh, At the beginning of this pandemic, when we had to start uh, social distancing and not being able to have services, I felt like the Lord wanted me to do what I do each and every morning, and that is just read my Bible. I do that even when there's not a pandemic. So I felt like uh, God wanted me to read it out loud so that maybe it would be an encouragement to other people. And so I just kind of made the commitment that I would read on camera until we got through the book of John, which is where we started, or through this pandemic, whichever whichever came first. Well, uh, we got through the book of John in 25 or so devotionals, and we're not quite through this pandemic yet. So we added a week, which was last week, of just encouraging passages to hopefully bend our attitude up a little bit as the uh, death toll was supposed to hit a high and then start to bend down. And even though right now Texas is trying to open things back up, for the most part, for for most people, uh, not much has changed. At least at this moment, we're still kind of stuck. And so since we're in a series on the book of Romans on Sunday, I thought it would be helpful for us just to read through the book of Romans on Monday through Saturday. Romans isn't as long as John. Uh, John's 21 chapters, Romans is 16, Romans is 16 chapters long. And so it's, it's kind of short. And, so, and, and, and the, the, a lot of the chapters are, are sort of short as well. But if we read a little bit each day, and I'm, I'm talking just a little section each day, we should be able to get through the book of Romans by mid-May. Uh, and, and while this may not sound like much, like I just sit here and talk and read the Bible, I'm only one part of this devotional equation. It, it might look like I'm just sitting here and I just flipped on the camera for you and I'm just talking, but I always have a small team here a uh, team that works very hard to make this happen each and every day and always around me uh, at a safe social distance. Jordan, Travis behind the camera, and then Larry over there doing whatever Larry's doing. What are you doing? <laughs> and then, oh, taking care of the lights for us. And then uh, and Jay, who puts uh, everything on audio on the, on, the, on the podcast afterwards. Who else can I mention? Heidi, who makes it all known on social media, and, uh, and all the folks, uh, staff members and so forth, who are on social media right now, praying for and checking up on people. So it's, it's, all, all that to say is not just me. And, and the reason I'm mentioning this team around me is because they're actually working harder than normal, getting up earlier than they probably would be. And if you've ever dealt with streaming, things online, then you know it can cause you to lose a little bit of sleep as you hope that everything goes well each and every morning. So I often get thanked for this devotional, but honestly, this devotional would only be, if it was just me, it would only be me reading at my kitchen table 
without this team, that's what it would be. Uh, the people who actually make it happen and, and get it out there on the opposite side of the camera. So, you know, when you're thanking me, you're thanking folks uh, or praying about and thanking God for the people in your life that are helping you during this time, please include the team here at church because they are awesome. Is that okay, guys? <laughs> They're very humble, but uh, go ahead and thank them. Uh, today, we're gonna continue reading through Romans. If you were with us yesterday, we jumped into chapter one. We got all the way to verse 16, where Paul made this declaration and where we got the name for our series. I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. But, but here's a thought that most people don't think. We need salvation. And the reason that we need salvation is because once upon a time, we were lost. We were lost. So uh, the, the gospel is the power of God to bring salvation. But the reason we needed the power of God to bring salvation is because we were lost. Now that's controversial. It is. It sounds like a, a hell, and dam and hell and damnation street preacher with a sandwich board sign on him as he yells through his little handheld uh, portable microphone and system, yelling at everybody saying, you're going to hell, you're going to hell. Obviously, there are kinder ways to say it, but truthfully, without Jesus, we're going to hell, okay? Now, back in our reading of John, uh, we talked about how the world is condemned because of sin, but then Jesus came not to condemn the world, but to save the world through what he did for us on the cross and his resurrection. That's John chapter three, verse 16 and verse 17. And so here, Paul gets real with the people in this letter because, because news alert, not everyone is saved. Not everyone is saved. And most people in Rome didn't know Jesus. Uh, Roman religion was polytheistic, meaning they worship lots and lots and lots of gods. And I said, when I, when I say God in my head, it's lowercase g-o-d-s, gods. And uh, they kept adding more gods to that list of uh, gods that they worship. Sometimes those uh, gods were based on the territories and the people that they conquered. Now, worshiping many gods is in sharp contrast to what Christianity is all about. Uh, people who worshiped a ton of different gods held, uh, 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 held them all in equal esteem, but also they held up Caesar as a god, these people in Rome. And so they were offended by Christians who worshiped only Jesus. And that's what made Christianity controversial back in the day when Christians would say, Jesus is Lord. And honestly, in, uh, in that regard, not much has changed. Not much has changed. Because people today still get offended when, uh, when we say Jesus, Jesus is Lord. So let's pick up where we left off yesterday. Uh, chapter one, we're gonna begin at verse 18. This is a new section here. And in, in my Bible, in the NIV version, the heading for this section is God's wrath against sinful humanity. God's wrath against sinful humanity. <clears throat> verse 18. The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. So, so, so Paul's being honest with folks here. He, say, he says, uh, wrath is coming. Uh, Paul is telling people, wrath is coming, so you need Jesus. And here we are in chapter one, 
And, and he, he, he first talks in this chapter, verse 17 and following, he talks about people who are living openly sinful lives, telling them that they are without excuse. And you'll see that in just a moment. Then when, when we get to chapter two tomorrow, he starts talking about, or talking to and about the people that since they were not openly sinful, but were more religious or, or let's say it this way, self-righteous, they thought that they were okay. <clears throat> In chapter two, he lets them know, just because you think you're okay, doesn't mean you're okay. Just because you think you're a good person, doesn't mean that you're going to heaven. So chapter one, verse 17 and following, it's all about uh, people who were sinful. Chapter two, we get into people who are self-righteous, but everybody has the same issue. We are condemned without the salvation that comes by grace through faith. Let me read verse 18 again. We, we will get through this today. Verse 18 again, and then I'm just gonna flow into verse 19. The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of people who suppress the truth by their wickedness, since what may be known about God is plain to them because God has made it plain to them. How is the reality of God plain to them? Verse 20, for since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse. So uh, just to clarify here, nobody's without excuse. Nobody has an excuse. Even if a person does not go to church, they are without excuse. And here's why. If you think about it, and, and many thinking kinds of people have gone through this process. If you just sit down and think about it, you can get to the point where you realize there is a greater power at work. And I, I've always said this, if, if you go sit under a tree somewhere and you just think about life, you think about creation, you think about the, the complexities of nature, you think about how our bodies work, you can, just thinking about those things, without a Bible nearby, you, with just thinking about those things and thinking through those things, you can come to the point, the conclusion where you realize this all didn't happen by chance. Enter God. And when you get to that point, my belief is that God will then reveal himself to you. In fact, when you get to that point, you are at the point where the Bible begins. If you can get to the point where you, where you say, you know, there's something greater at work here, and I may not know what it is, but there's something greater at work here. There's something bigger than us. There's a higher power, whatever you want to you think at that point while you're trying to figure it out, and then you open up a Bible. It begins where your intellect can get you to. You, you, you get to that point where he's like, there's something bigger than me. There's a power greater than me. You open up your Bible, Genesis chapter one, verse one, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now over in Proverbs chapter 14, verse one, it says, the fool says in his heart, there is no God. Meaning if you don't think there's a God, you haven't taken the time or the intellectual energy to think through it. And when you think through it, Science, even at this moment, points back to some sort of a beginning. But then that's where uh, science has all sorts of uh, competing theories. Listen to me, science has theories. Theories, meaning they have not been proven. Meaning, because they are theories, 
you have to have faith to believe in them. So you think about it, a person either has faith in what God says or what a scientist is theorizing, but they are all theories that require faith. As I have said in church, I would rather live my life as if there is a God and die someday and find out there isn't than to live my life as if there isn't a God and die someday and find out there is. I would rather live my life as if there is a God and die and find out there isn't than live my life as if there isn't a God and then die and find out there is. Listen to me. I don't, I don't, I don't hold it against anyone who doesn't believe in God so long as they are searching with an open mind. And if a person is truly searching, they're gonna find. They're going to find God. I know it because Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 13 says, you will search for me and you will find me when you search with all of your heart. So if you're searching today, I just want to tell you, just keep on searching, man. Keep on searching for real because God is near and you will, you will find him. Uh, we are now at verse uh, 21. For although they knew God, they neither glorified him uh, as God nor gave thanks to him. But their thinking became futile, futile, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools. And, and you're going to see this downward circle here that has just begun because, because uh, they didn't know God, they didn't glorify God. Uh, and then verse 23, and they exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like mortal human beings and birds and animals and reptiles. Now remember, he's speaking to people in a town where everything was worshiped. Everything was worshiped. Verse 24. Therefore, God gave them over in the sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie. They worshiped and served created things rather than the creator who is forever praised. Amen. They exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served created things rather than the creator who is forever praised. Amen. So, so there's a progression here that I want you to see. People don't really look for God and because they don't look, they don't find, and then they end up believing a lie and they start worshiping things instead of worshiping God. They worship created things instead of the creator. And uh, when you worship things instead of God, it shows up in your behavior big time in the things that you do. We're now at verse uh, 26. Because of this, God gave them over to shameful lust. Even their women exchanged natural sexual relations for unnatural ones. In the same, in the same way, the men also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another. Men committed sinful acts with other men and received in themselves the due penalty for their error. So once again, uh, uh, once a belief in the one true God is out, Paul says just about anything, any behavior is in. Once you reject God, any behavior is seen as okay. And it, and it gets worse. Verse, um, where are we at? Verse 29. Verse 20, uh, yeah, verse 29. 
Sorry about that. They have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, and depravity. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. They are gossips, slanders, God-haters, insolent, arrogant, and boastful. They invent ways of doing evil. They dis... Listen to this. They disobey their parents, which is a wild thought that Paul is talking about all these terrible things that people can do. Uh, and then he just, uh, it almost feels out of place here because it doesn't feel that bad, but he inserts a sin here, disobedient to parents. Being disobedient to parent makes the sin list. Read that one to your kids today. Uh, verse 31, they have no understanding, no fidelity, which means they're untrustworthy, no love, no mercy. Although they know God's righteous decree, that those who do such things deserve death. Listen to this, because this is a word even to people who are Christians today. They not only do those things or these things. So let me start verse 32, the beginning again. Although, although they know God's righteous decrees that those who do such things deserve death, they not only continue to do these very things, but also approve of those who practice them. So they give approval to sin that other people are committing. And, and uh, I think that sometimes we Christians try so hard to be loving that we end up approving what people are doing, even though we know that God doesn't approve of what they're doing, that God has better for them. And, and we know that that sin is gonna destroy them but we end up trying to be loving. We celebrate that sin anyway. I just wanna say something. We gotta be careful. We gotta be careful. We're gonna cover this obviously on another day, but in Romans chapter 14, verse 22, it says, blessed is the one who does not condemn himself by what he approves. Blessed is the one who does not condemn himself by what he approves. So you don't actually have to do the sin to get yourself in trouble. You can just approve of a sin that someone else is doing or celebrate that sin. And then what happens? You lose your blessings. You condemn yourself, you lose your blessings because blessed is the one who does not condemn himself by what he approves. Now, I, I, I know that this is, a, this is a tough line to walk. We wanna love the person, right? We wanna love them. God wants us to love that person. And the truth is we can love that person without celebrating what they're doing. We can do it. There's a tension there, obviously. Love the person, but don't love their behavior. Love the person, but don't love the sin that they are committing. It's a tension between grace and truth. And it's a tension where we Christians are called to live. We spend our lives in that tension because we got a lot of people in our lives. We got a lot of people who we love, but we know that they're on dead end roads and we don't want to push them away. And so we, we, we try to be loving toward them, but we don't want to encourage them to go down that dead end road. So we don't celebrate the direction that they're going. And here's, what's, here's what gets Christians in trouble then is because we do that we try to live in that tension, but the people that we're, we're, we, we love, but we don't approve of what they're doing, they get upset at us and they say, well, if you love me, then you're gonna love my choice. or you're gonna love my behavior. 
You're going to love my lifestyle, which listen to me, that's not true. You can love a person without loving every single thing that they do. So here we are in Rome, so to speak, lots of sin around us, people doing whatever people want to do, people worshiping the creation over the creator. I even heard a celebrity say in recent days that this pandemic is a good thing because the earth needs less people on it so that mother earth can thrive. Wow. And what that is doing, and you see this all the time nowadays, is that's elevating the creation above the creator, above what the creator wants. Because I'm going to tell you what the creator wants. The creator wants to give life, not to destroy it. He loves people. He loves people. He wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. And he wants you to be saved. If you're not today, he wants you to be saved and you can be, he will save you. If you receive what Jesus Christ has done for you into your heart today, let me pray for you guys. Heavenly father, I thank you for this time that we get to spend together each and every day as a church family and, and with others who have joined in with us, Lord, I pray a big blessing on their lives, Lord. I know that we're living in difficult times because of the pandemic, but we're also living in difficult times because of the tension that we, that we live in as, as Christians between grace and truth, between uh, loving people, but not necessarily loving what they're doing in their lives. Help us Lord to continue to love, but not to condemn ourselves by approving of sin. Lord, help us to figure that out, to walk that line, to be happy in the tension, to be joyful no matter what, to be loving, to be caring. I pray, God, that you would continue to bless us even in the middle of this pandemic. Get us through in good shape, God. Uh, as I always pray, Lord, heal the sick, protect the healthy. Watch out for those on the front lines, doctors, nurses, researchers, Lord, give them what they need. Give our leaders wisdom as they're trying to figure out how to open things back up now, Lord. I pray that the timing is right. I pray for our church family as we are now in the process of making plans. Not yet, not yet. Everybody don't get excited, but help us, Lord, as we begin to make the plans for opening up our campuses eventually when the time is right. Uh, give us your wisdom, Lord. Uh, watch over us today, Lord. Help those who are struggling. Help those who are anxious. Help those who are in need because of their job situation. I pray that you'll make something good come out of this as you always do, Lord. And I pray this in the powerful name of Jesus and all the people said, amen. Okay, tomorrow what we're going to do is we're going to continue this walk through the book of Romans. And we're going to be in chapter two, we're going to be in chapter two. So join us again, 8 a.m. tomorrow. I love you guys so much. Keep on walking in faith. It's better to, to get through this together. So let's keep on encouraging each other in our faith and uh, encourage somebody today. Love you guys. We'll see you soon. Bye.